Over a million patients a year are treated with respect, warmth, and compassion at Boston Medical Center. It's in this spirit of community that we offer our podcast series to you, featuring our doctors and staff. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. In today's show, we're giving updates in Crohn's and Colitis Care, and my guest is Dr. Alan Moss. He's the medical director of the Crohn's and Colitis Program at Boston Medical Center. Dr. Moss, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Tell us a little bit about the current state of Crohn's and colitis and inflammatory bowel diseases. What are we seeing in the trends today? Thank you, Melanie. So the, these diseases have really changed from in past years when it was mostly an inpatient management. Now most of the care for these patients has moved to the outpatient setting. Uh, we're seeing increasing use of newer therapies, so-called biologic therapies. And we're seeing far more coordinated care that involves addressing the holistic ad, um, aspects of patient care and not just the disease or the symptoms per se for a given patient. That's so interesting. And as somebody whose family has Crohn's and colitis in it, tell us about that holistic model of care that you just mentioned and how it recognizes the complexity of these types of conditions. Right. So if you think for, for, for most patients with Crohn's and colitis, the typical time of life they develop these conditions are in their late teens, early 20s, just around the time you're starting college, starting work, starting a family. So if you develop a condition where you're having to go to the bathroom all the time, having lots of pain and diarrhea, it can really impact your quality of life. It can impact your work life, your study life. And so it's been recognized that we really need to address all of those in a care team. So we need to address the mental health of our patients, the social aspects of our patients, um, how they interact with others at work and at home and their family, as well as dealing with the disease itself, controlling symptoms, and also ideally healing the inflammation in the intestinal tract. Well, so then tell us a little bit more about clinical care. What's exciting in the field right now that you're seeing besides holistic care? And we'll get into the multidisciplinary need because there's so many different aspects to these conditions. But what's exciting in clinical care today, doctor? So the two main trends, I think, have been, A, we have a lot of new drugs available to treat patients with. So when I started in this field you know, 10, 15 years ago, we had two real good drugs. Now we have six or eight good drugs and more in the pipeline. But that's exciting because it means we have far more options uh, on the table to help patients control their disease. The second trend has been that we are now really focusing not just on improving symptoms, not just on healing the colon at the macroscopic level, but also healing the colon at the microscopic level. So we've really shifted our targets to aim for full healing of the disease as a goal rather than just trying to help the patient feel better alone. So they're the two main trends and they have really made us, if you like, more focused on aiming for those with the drugs we use rather than just in helping people feel better but not really paying attention to what's going on at the organ level. One of the fascinating things I find about inflammatory bowel diseases is the evolving role of diet in the pathogenesis and the treatment of these conditions. Tell us about diet and what you're counseling your patients on as far as diets to adhere to and specific things you want them to look at. And that can even include probiotics or prebiotics or any of the things they're hearing about in the media today. You know, it's interesting, Melanie, because that's probably the most common question patients have. 
and it's probably the most under-researched area, I would say, in terms of cause and effect for Crohn's and colitis and also treatment. I will tell you, we do know that there are certain diets that make you more likely to develop these conditions if you have a susceptibility. For example, the classical diet that's high in processed foods, high in uh, saturated fats, high in carbohydrates or simple sugars does make you at greater risk if you're um, at risk of developing Crohn's disease because of uh, other factors. But then once you have Crohn's or colitis, again, each patient has different factors. For some patients, they may become lactose or fructose intolerant in addition to their Crohn's or colitis. There's a lot of research now on diets that try and shift away from simple sugars to more complex sugars uh, to try and help disease symptoms. And then at one at the other extreme is diets where you try and exclude many, many factors that trigger your symptoms one by one and then reintroduce them and try and see which ones for you are your triggers. I will say overall, diet is far more individualized than just prescribing a drug and it requires a little bit more work both between the patient and the team to figure out in an individual case what factors are triggering their symptoms per se. Well, then let's talk about the team. Because these conditions require so many, as you said in your first answer about the different people that are involved, and it could be mental health, and it certainly is involving medicational intervention. Tell us about your multidisciplinary team that could involve the social worker, a care coordinator, even a clinical pharmacist on staff. Right. So this model involved other conditions and has been really pioneered at the University of Pittsburgh and more recently Cleveland Clinic and what they call the medical home. And so at the center is the patient. And then at various different meetings or visits, you may have them meet a clinical pharmacist or the pharmacy team. And their goal is to make sure all your PAs are sorted out. You've got the right medication at the right time. You may meet a medical social worker who will help with counseling and, and stress management and coping with, with various issues. You also meet the nurses who are really helpful in terms of triaging acute issues and dealing with the day-to-day issues that arise. Uh, a nutritionist who may help with, as you mentioned, diet, trying to trigger, identify for each patient their food triggers and help them pick, make good food choices. Um, and then the coordinators. And so for many patients, there's so many things happening between x-rays and blood tests and pharmacy and so forth, that having one person who we describe it as like an air traffic controller, they're coordinating all your care is key just to help them manage all the complexities of the disease in addition to the typical people you think of like the MDs and the PAs you might see in the clinic. Another thing that I find interesting that people are, are talking about is CBD oil to help with Crohn's symptoms. A lot of this is about symptom management. Maybe it doesn't in, you know, affect the inflammatory markers or the disease process itself, but symptoms. Are you getting this question, doctor, and, and what do you say about it? Absolutely. You know, uh, as you know, uh, uh, CBD or marijuana is approved for medical purposes in Massachusetts. And so for many years, people have come to us asking about it. My kind of overview of the research would suggest that it can certainly be beneficial in treating pain as one of the main symptoms of Crohn's disease. The data does not suggest right now that it's treating the actual inflammation at the tissue level. Uh, But there are certainly scenarios where people may be optimized on medical therapy. The disease is partially controlled but are still having issues with pain. Sometimes that's the right scenario for these kind of uh, interventions. Uh, 
but certainly there's no studies yet saying that CBD per se is going to treat the underlying inflammation, and that remains uncertain. Well, thank you for that answer. And what do we know about lifestyle for treatment and triggers? And when you're speaking to your patients about stress modification and exercise, and we've talked a little bit about diet, what do you tell them about things that they can do in their lifestyle that can possibly help to, you know, identify these triggers or to hopefully tamp down some of those symptoms? I think this is something that we as physicians have underappreciated for a long time. And I would say most patients with Crohn's and colitis, I ask them myself, look, what do you find are the triggers? Most patients know their bodies very well. A lot of research recently has focused on sleep and studies showing that poor sleep patterns are being associated with worsening of disease activity. Um, Also, it's very important patients with Crohn's and colitis get adequate levels of exercise. Unfortunately, some of the medicines we use, like steroids, make patients gain weight, and that can be hard to shift after they're off their steroids. So having a good, uh, healthy exercise regimen is key. Having adequate sleep is key. And managing stress is very important. You know, in certain scenarios, you can't remove the trigger, but you can give patients tools to cope with the stress better, and then in that way, allow them to deal with it better in their daily life. So I think all three are definitely important. We did a poor job in the past of appreciating them, but now we're recognizing their importance and again, this overall holistic approach to patient care. What great information as we're updating colitis and Crohn's. Dr. Moss, give us your best advice. Wrap it up for us with a, a summary on what you find exciting in this field and what you want patients to know about the care that they can receive at Boston Medical Center? I think the main exciting thing in the field now is the role of the microbiome and your intestinal bacteria in not just how the disease develops, but also maintaining disease. For patient management, I think it's key to find a place where you've got all those parts are present for you. You have access to social work, to pharmacists, to nurses, to MDs, PAs, nutritionists and all that is part of an important picture rather than just the prescription per se. So we are, we are glad to be able to develop a program with those here at Boston Medical Center and hope that'll be beneficial for our patients. Well, I am certain that it will. And thank you so much, Dr. Moss, for coming on today. It was a great segment. Thank you for sharing your expertise. That wraps up this episode of Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. Please visit our website at bmc.org for more information on inflammatory bowel diseases and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as educational and informative as I did, please share with people that you know that may have Crohn's or colitis. Please share on your social channels and be sure not to miss all the other interesting podcasts in the Boston Medical Center Library. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.